Alright, let's start transferring tape number one, Saturday, July 20th, year 2013. World, we're back. We're back on a Saturday night, July 20th, year 2013. I'm Wong Hu, who got plenty of rest, and plenty of sleep, and just ate a hamburger for dinner at Daddy Burger. And on the other line, way over there, 3,000 miles far away, but close to your heart, it's the talented, the lovely, delightful first lady of yesterday, USA. Number one CD maker in the whole wide world, Patricia. Did I lose Patricia? I have a whole list I have to go through tonight. Let's see who's well, there I think first. You, well, I think you better start beginning because I didn't bring you up in time for nobody to hear you. Say again, Patricia. I'm here. You didn't have a you didn't have a reportate after he said the number one CD maker in the whole wide world. No, hold on just a minute. I'm I'm all right. Um, you, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to start again? I couldn't hear you because I stuffed my ear, and now I can hear you, but I don't know what you're saying. I said, here she is, the delightful, the CD maker, the yeah. first lady of yesterday USA. Yeah, I heard that. Yay. It's yeah. good that you say it twice, though. That's good. I know. But caller, hello there. You're on the air. And I'm here. Hello, oh. Ron. All right. We missed you last I'm week. Here. This is and Ron and Pelletti. How are you? All right, I guess. You guess? You don't know? You all should be here. Hey, listen, I, um, I, I, I try to call... <coughs> Sorry about that. Boy, Last you week, Saturday. Yeah. And somehow. Yeah. Your phone logged yeah. in. Yeah. Kept ringing and ringing and ringing and nobody picked it up and it was after. Ooh. It was like one o'clock your time. Oh, so that one space. Well, good thing I went and double checked the phone just just during the song, so I know it's working. So, see, somehow I got this magic switch I got to watch out for. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Well, the magic switch was... Now, everybody, part. write this down. If that ever happened again, call myself. I want my I want the whole family to write this down. Call myself. So, 714. Wait, hang on. Yeah. Write it down. Write it down, everybody. Okay. Oh. 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 Why, why don't they just send me... And email, because I check really frequently. They can do that, too. Yeah, I, I think that might be better than giving out a second phone number, which can confuse the issue. What do you think? 
possibility, but I'll give out the show. But somehow, you got to let us know. Okay. Yeah. 454 3281. 3281. 3281. Right. Yeah. But but that's just a backup number just in case you can't get in. But let's do this way. Patricia probably, because she is the smarter one of the two of us, she knows best. Right, Patricia? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. Most of the time, you're really way up on me. But anyway, just make let's, Let's Folks, I, I just want people Patricia to know that if you any great want, old... Hold on, Ron. Go ahead, Patricia. If, if people call that number, they're not going to get on the air. No, no. That's that, just is a, just to, that is just to let you know that there's a problem. Yeah, that's just a backup problem. Uh, no. Okay, that's your problem hotline. Yes. Okay. Hi, Ron. Hi, Ron. Have you found any um, great shows recently in your search for... Um, New old, <laughs> new old radio shows. Well, no, because I haven't had a search for new old radio shows. It's she, been a lunatic week. She had stuff coming in the mail. She probably hasn't. Oh, gone. I, yeah, I got, I got a book. I have to say thank you to Delena in a minute. No, I haven't, I haven't looked. But you got a, you got a bullet? What? I, I haven't. Uh, uh, that was for Walden. I had, I'm so sorry, I had a nap today. And when I have a nap, my whole world goes nuts. So it's going to take me a while for my brain and my mouth to sink. <laughs> I'm sorry, it, it was a reminder to me, Ron. I well, haven't next been out. Monday, not, not tomorrow, not this Monday, but check your yeah. mailbox and you'll have some stuff that I told you I'll send to you that I know some of your callers have asked for that I was able to find. You are. So when you get right. your mail, you'll see, and then you'll be able to um, send it off to people who have asked for, like, old newscasts and stuff like that. And the second one you're sending, Walden, you tell me if these are even known about in circulation. He has eight Penny, t- Penny Singleton shows. We'll send that to you. Wow. I knew there was just a couple, so that's a good eight. I, I, is it, Ron? You thought Patricia has a magic wand. Well, sometimes yeah. Ron has a magic wand. That is true. Oh, my gosh. Do you ever. Walden, there is, I, I think we have had two or three times in all the envelopes Ron has sent, mm-hmm. I looked and said, I have them. However, I look again and I say, I don't have that many. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, has, he has really been marvelous, uh, and I appreciate it. Can you sing Well, you show? know, I tell you, you have sent me stuff that, uh, I mean, I never thought that I would get, and I at, at night I listen to, like, Dangerous Assignment and stuff like that, and, I'm just in heaven. I mean, say, whoa, this is good stuff. And so, I mean, we both do each other some good justice here in, uh, in old-time radio collections. And let me tell you, Patricia is a gem. Walden, you are so fortunate. I am blessed. I'm, and you know what? I'm just, I'm just informing everybody. I ain't giving her up. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. I've walked, I've walked her down. She can't get away. Well, I, you know, I ain't sharing her, you know, I'm just letting everybody know, you know. Oh, what? you can make me feel better. You I know? wasn't grouchy or anything. I'm just kind of 
out of it. Hey, what, so, what, I have a trivia question for you, Ron. Wait, hold it. All right. What's amazing about Patricia is yes. the older she gets, like yeah. now she's 79. Yeah, 79, 89, yeah. 89, yeah. In July. Yeah. And the thing of it is, she sounds even younger. I know. Oh, I'm mellow out with age. She's smooth as, <laughs> what is it, what, what's the old saying, she's smooth as wine, or, uh, what, what's oh, in the, what's in the, isn't I, there a way? I age, I, I, wine and, what is it, wine is better with age? Age or so something, like, something like something that. Something like that, yeah. aged wine, unless, of course, you're talking about a red wine, in which case, <laughs> you'll have vinegar. So. <laughs> All right, what's your trivia question, Walter? What were you doing 44 years ago today? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, it's, it's a bit. It's a bit. What, what year was that? 1969. 1969? Yes. Okay. I was it's living. A very good year. Yeah. I, I was living in Los Angeles. Okay, but what were you doing on this day? I, let's see. Oh. July, what is today? July 20th. Okay. I was working in a nightclub on Sunset Boulevard. Okay, what were you what were you watching on TV? Um, leave it to Beaver, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I love Beaver! Yay! We watching reruns of Leave It to Beaver, and you know something? Yeah. I I gotta tell you, I got hooked on Leave It to Beaver when when they played reruns in LA. Yeah. Um, Jerry Matters, yeah. you know, the voice started as a young Jerry Matters, and his voice started getting older and older. I'm, I think I can get Tony Dow on the show. Oh, he that is would be so much wild. fun. Yeah, I he's came a, across a picture of, mm, I can't remember the poor man's name, Eddie Haskell. Yeah. And um, he's He was such now. a cocky individual <laughs> on the show, yeah. Yeah, but Tony Dow is a super nice guy, and... He's a good friend with Beverly Washburn, so I, I think I can get Tony Dow for the oh, show. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'll be great fun. That'd be fun. Oh, okay, so now, what, you what? should know what you did 44 years ago. Everybody should know what they did 40... Now, I was I, too young. I don't remember. I, I think I got a hint. You should have. It was the first time we've ever done it in the world. Yeah. Go ahead. What was it? It's when we landed on the moon. I knew it. Oh, I knew okay. it. I got that. Oh, oh, oh. As soon as you said um, July 20th, yep. I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, 1969. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I knew that one. I'm getting hot. Well, that's... Oh, you're, you're trying to cook. I know. All right, Ron, what were you doing? Were you walking? Oh, the guy was landing on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> he probably was getting cooked also. Hey, yeah. Um, well, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, I, 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 well, I got I to think some more. I, <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, and you were too young, right? Robert? I don't remember, yeah. I, my understanding, we were in the living room at my uh, at this house. This was my, where I lived with my grandmother's house. And my understanding, I was in the, in the living room when we were watching TV. Um, and how old were you? I would have been uh, three. And you don't remember? No, I don't remember. Walden, your brain. I, I know. The, the, the first time, what I really—that's an interesting question. The only thing I remember, it was a, a year about nine months later, my dad's brother was killed um, in March oh. of 1970, 
Um, and I remember my dad getting home on, on the airplane. That's the earliest memory I have. So if you look at it, I was to be, you know, before I was four. I don't, rem I don't remember anything before March of 70. You know, I, I think we yeah. all... We all have different um, uh -huh. periods. But... Well, what is the earliest recollection you have? Who? You. What you. The, what's the earliest memory you have? I think I remember when I was two years old when I started to walk. I, I started to walk late in life. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember walking with something always in front of me so that I wouldn't... If I bumped into anything, it would be the uh, the thing that I was pushing in front of me. Ah, uh, so okay. I tell you, I was a very intelligent baby because when I start to crawl, I crawl backwards because I figured it'd be easier to get, it'd be less hurt if I crawl bumped into thing back in first. You know. <laughs> you know that it, you really are. Yeah. Very resourceful. Kids are so resourceful. You just adapt to whatever life throws at no, you. No, no. Well, well, I'm going to hang up because I know a lot of people want to call. Yeah. But let me ask you, Patricia, where were you 44 years ago? How old was I? Nine, uh, 79 minus 44. <laughs> <laughs> 25. You would have been 25, Patricia. Uh, 25? Yeah. yeah I thought we were too, Patricia. minus 44? No, that's 30, 35, 35, right? Yeah. 35. 35. 35. What was I doing when I was 35? You oh, I was probably riding a bicycle. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll be listening and I'll call later. <laughs> so. <laughs> Take care. Hello. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good grief. You guys, you know, even, I, I'm already starting a little shaky. <laughs> Funny. This is the night you're going to trap Patricia, everybody. This is, if you want to trap her right now, this is when she's off her game a little bit. 714-545-2071. But I will protect her. Thank you. Did Ron hang up? Yes. He, he, uh, you know, chicken, chicken. Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of pooped out. Okay. I'm, I want to do two things. I want to give a theme. And then I want to talk just for one second about Major Grind last week. When I talked with Lynn Noyes, our benefactor, mm -hmm. bless his heart, he underwrites everything that we do um, in, in terms of gifts and monthly prizes. Um, Lynn is, and Lynn adopted us, and gosh, he's a good daddy. Yeah. Um, Bill Grind, Major Bill Grind, was with us last week to talk about Toys for Tots. And Lynn thought when I finished up, I said, we're up against the time limit. He understood that I was saying we had a time limit, and it was Major Grine who asked for about 45 minutes. The poor guy had broken his arm and had surgery during the week and was just as perky and wonderful as ever. You never would have known it, but here he was sitting there with his wing up in the air, mm -hmm. and um, when I asked him if we had a time target, he said 45 minutes would be great, mm -hmm. and that's why I said we're up against our time limit, and I didn't want to keep him any longer. 
Uh, it wasn't that we were asking him to leave. He had asked for about 45 minutes was about his limit um, for last week. So I just wanted to make sure people understood that we would have kept him for the entire night if we could. He's such a wonderful guest. Absolutely. So, amen. That's it. And amen. our theme for tonight is Christmas cards. Um, actually, our shows tonight that I picked, if Walden can find them, are Christmas cards. And I'm... Uh, he was one of them is where he delivers Christmas cards to he, he's temporarily working as a postman and he goes to the house. He carries a sack and he goes to the house. And I wondered how many people remember mailmen going to the house. And I say mailmen because we didn't have mail carriers except during female mail carriers except during the war. So I want to know if you remember the mailman coming to the house and personally handing you your mail. Amen. That's it. Hi. Hello there. You're on the air. Yeah, it's Kurt from La Habra. There you go, Kurt. Hi, Kurt. Hello. Thank you for being patient while I did my thing. Oh, that's okay. How are um, you? Let's see. Oh, my my um, health update, everything, well, is looking good. Oh, great. Um, I had a kidney ultrasound this week, and... Um, which we're doing to try to make sure we know why my um, creatinine keeps going up and yeah. down and whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the up but, part, um, not the down part. Huh? It's the up part you need to be concerned about, of it course, sure not is. the down part. Yeah. It sure is. So, oh, by the way, Walton, I heard you guys You guys met, mentioned my name. Larry mentioned my name last night when you guys were talking about stuff and, and uh, he said something about three blind people on the radio that I would have called in, but I wouldn't have because I I think it's funny when you guys have your 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 conversation on a little on a little round table about what you're doing and, uh -huh. and all that other the other funny stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, but that's that you know, was pretty yeah, funny. You know, uh, you know, what can I say? You know, we get in trouble. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. What can I say? I well, then remind me as well, especially since we're talking about mail tonight, my update on the post office Alrighty. later. Okay. Um, I want to tell you that what I was doing, um, would you say how many years? 44? 44. What were you doing today? I was at home. It was a Sunday. And um, I was taping off of uh, KNX, I think, because um, my parents did not watch the moon landing. Oh, wow. And I was not allowed to use the TV, so I was listening on the radio. And, uh, All right, so two, two wise. How come nobody was watching it, and how come you weren't allowed to touch the TV? Uh, because of all the other buttons, all the other, all the other stuff, just not the, you know. Would have been cool. Yeah. You know, I mean, you didn't know what kind of nonsense you were chaos you would be causing that's true that's very oh. true. and it seems to me i remember on canada on the cbs uh -huh. that arthur arthur c clark they talked to him briefly on that day uh when they when they had the moon landing um forgive me who's arthur c clark a science fiction writer um he wrote you know 2001 and um okay Childhood's End and Rendezvous with Rama and just a huge number of a short story called The Star. That That's my admitted weakness. I do not read science fiction. Thank you. 
You, so I'll depend on you to to keep me up and make me sound smart. Yeah. So okay, how come you, how come the how come your parents weren't watching it? I don't know. I don't remember. I'm not sure why. It was just one of those. It was just one of those. things that happen every day, Patricia. I guess you know. They, yeah, and they, I know. You know, sometimes people um, let things slip by and don't recognize at the time what monumental events they oh, were. Oh, sure. Yeah, definitely. And I, um, because they weren't used to watching TV during the day. I mean, they would watch it at night. Ah, I, all right. I, That's I, part of it. I was listening. I think to. Um, Dr. Dale taped, I think, the CBS TV and he sent me it years ago. And I was listening to it a couple of years ago. And I didn't realize that they had the moon. Then they waited about another three hours before they got out of the rocket. Yeah. And so I think, I think people are going to have to look at it. But I think they went on to the face of the moon in the around 7 o'clock in the evening, I think. West, West Coast time. I think they landed somewhere in the afternoon. And they waited three hours before they, uh, you know, got out there and did the moonwalk. So. Yeah, so, I so, think so. Yeah. I think so. So on the East Coast, it would have been about 10. a late broadcast? Yeah, about 10 o'clock. At night? Yeah. No yeah. kidding. Yeah. Huh. Somehow I thought it was during the day. I don't know why. Maybe because when we see pictures or film clips of it, it looks like daylight up there. Um, which has nothing to do with what was happening <laughs> on Earth. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, that's 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 all. I did you ever did you ever keep the tapes, Kurt? You know, I don't even know what happened to those tapes. I had because I I used to have so much stuff on tape, and and uh, there's a whole lot of stuff that I wish I knew where it was. That I, you know. Yeah. But uh, there was because I used to have hundreds of reels and. Uh, and I don't even I don't even know what happened because I remember when I had I had reels and reels of suspense because that was my favorite show mm -hmm. and um, and uh, you know so but I mean it's really surprising you know when you uh, when you, between the difference between say reel to reel and MP3 you know right just how much difference you know. How much? How much less room the MP3 takes up? Oh, but well, like you guys were talking about, it's so hard to find good copies of some of the stuff. Mm -hmm. and just nobody, you know, what seems to be out there is, uh, you know, is garbage. Most, a lot of it. Well, you know, when the first MP3 first started to pop up in the late '90s, there were so many that people were happy to take almost anything. Right. And they truncated them all into small bit rates. Now, yes. uh, in the last couple of years, they've done a really nice job to transfer in between. But I just don't think how I don't know how much people have gone back and remastered them to have the MP3 sound better. I just don't know. Well, yeah. Now that's that's what I I kind of wonder, um, like how much of that stuff Jerry Hindigas recorded on his own. Yeah, Jerry. Everything he sells, Jerry have done it himself. Wow, that's, that's because you know I, there's a um, I think there's a Mole Mystery Theater that he played that that is not in the uh, in the set from uh, OTRR. And did he play recently? Yeah, a few weeks ago. Yeah, can I, uh, Frank had the, the original disc. Yeah. So you know, so so I think so. Jerry, been, Jerry has eight computers going all the time. 
uh, transferring stuff. So wow. it, it, it's a it's a major production over there. What he wow, got. his electric bill must look like <laughs> his rent. And computers really generate a lot of heat, so I'm guessing that they take a lot of electricity. Plus, he was setting stuff up in the garage. You know, he he got turntables. Doesn't matter where they yes, are. he got turntables. He still has to plug them in. Uh huh. Turntables, oh reel gosh. to reel. Well, actually, being in the garage, as far as as the heat is concerned, means there's probably more heat in that garage. I mean. You know, well, the sure. biggest thing, if he can find room, because that's where I've stuck 17 van loads of Frank Brzee stuff over there, you know. Yeah. You know, just trying to get through all the wheels and tape. Actually, and... actually, Walden is trying to be kind. He's living in the garage, <laughs> and his house has been taken over. Uh, yeah. Well, remember the old Stan Freeberg bit is when you when you live in the garage and you use your whole house for a speaker. <laughs> yeah, remember, yeah, you remember that it. old hi-fi bit? That's so it. That's Patricia's getting the word now. Experience. She, 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 um, my mom is on a. My mom had up, so stepped up her uh, pace and going 40 CDs a day to help Patricia However, out. Yes. I, my my confession is I now put the groceries from the supermarket in the car, not in the trunk. You uh, understand well, why, right? Because when I go to the mailbox, I just automatically open the trunk before I open the mailbox. <laughs> So oh. if you would let your mom know the um, that I only drive a Corolla, it is not a pickup truck, okay? <laughs> I well, used to have a pickup truck. I'll tell you about my little pickup one night. Well, so. my mama was saying, you know, we could make Patricia a copy of the of this hard drive. So, you know, he's, he's thinking even that way. Oh! So if I get a hard drive and send it out to you guys when she's finished... You can just mm-hmm. run it one night and transfer everything. Mm-hmm. Your mom is wonderful. My mom loves you. That's what happened. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what that. What those cost, but I mean, not, they're not very expensive no, not anymore. Expensive. No. It, well, the thing we didn't know, and we were gonna need to do research, because we have a PC with the wave file run on a Mac. We just didn't know. So that was something. Oh we, sure. Oh sure. Every everything can be transferred over. Um, my um, the only um, accommodation I have to make is on my computer. The you, you go from you can fill up uh, an external hard drive for me. When I plug it into the computer, I need to put it in a separate section, mm-hmm. and that's all. Uh, they're they're just the same. The files are just the same. So doesn't matter. Oh, I love your mom. Oh, my mom loves you. So. Oh, the post office loves your mom. <laughs> <laughs> so mom, mom thought about that. So maybe what we'll do, she's only down to just a half a terabyte left of three of a sheep and working on three terabyte, a three terabyte drive. She's got down three. to a half. Okay. And you know, she's been working on this everybody since February 20 to now up to 40 CDs a day. It's amazing how much three terabyte can hold a wave file. These are not MP3s or anything. No, these are these are the these big are puppies. Not baby files no, like no. I send out. Yeah. So, so would you have to then convert all those wave files to MP3s? If you wanted to, yeah. I can, but uh, it, my computer will play anything that. Well, yeah, no, I know, no, I know it plays. Yeah. It, but I mean, 
but the wave files are so big that they're huge in order to send them out to people if you chose something that i don't already have in mp3 yes i would have to transfer them otherwise i'd be right. sending you know a, a cake box so that that's, that was the thing that mom suggested this week patricia Man, I gotta call your mom and send her flowers or something. That's her heart. <laughs> so um, you know, maybe Kurt, we'll have... I'm going to ask. I'm I'm up to a question here. So um, and maybe you could give us a call back because we're starting to okay. get emails and phone calls again that people can get through in the beginning. And so I think duplicating, you know, yeah. second calls later. Would that be okay? Yeah. And uh, just to tell you two things. Uh-huh. I, got, I got a busy signal for a long time, yeah. and then it went to a ring for a real long time. But well, that's what. Well, while I was in there, then I, I was wondering why we did. So I was gonna, once you hung up, I was gonna take the phone out, make sure I'm at the right setting. So uh, I, I okay, because one, okay, yeah, well, yeah, one week it managed later. to get yep. down to a and zero sound. You're right. Later. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Talk to you later. All right. All right, everybody. Give me a second here. I wanna make sure we get. That good. Let's make sure this works. Okay, I'm gonna call my own number just to make sure it works. This is good, and I'll I'll just keep talking while you're doing that, okay? I'll hit the ring. It's busy. It's not ringing. It's busy. Hello, ah. there. You're on the air. Hello. Hello. Somebody call me. Ah, uh, so the ringer is not working. Not yet. Hello, there. Okay. Is that you, Fred? John and Marilyn. John, you sound John, like Fred. I can't hear him. John, can you talk up or or um, get closer to your phone? Well, I'm hollering into it now. I don't want you to holler. <laughs> okay, okay, I can hear I, you now. I, I can turn him up for for you. That'd be well, good. Well, yeah, but then um, when somebody else calls, you'll have to turn him down. Is that okay? Yeah, we can do that. Cool. John, how okay. you doing? All okay, right, I'm ready, John. Jumping at the pit when you said 44 years ago. Yes, what yeah. were you doing? I knew exactly where I was. Tell me. We were all on vacation. We were in Wildwood, New Jersey, and there wasn't a soul on the street. They were all watching it on television. Really? Yeah, we had were all you? And my brother-in-law was down there with his wife and kids. And we were staying uh, close to the boardwalk in the ocean on Wildwood, New Jersey, 44 years ago. I'll never forget it. So were you able to see the broadcast? Yeah. We had TV in the room, believe it or not. <laughs> we had no kidding. We had a hotel room with TV. So, and it came... Go ahead. So, John, do you remember, was it at night? What do you remember? What time of the day was it? I, I don't... I, I think it was in the evening. Okay. I think I watched it in the evening because we, there wasn't a soul anywhere on the street. They were all huddled up to their TVs, and uh, I can remember that. Well, it was the it was the time to go to the beach. You could get a spot for your towel. Um, John, did they have preliminary broadcast? I mean, would would forgive me? I'm not asking questions correctly tonight. For let's say an hour before they got out of the out of the um, space capsule, what what was it called? It wasn't Voyager. It was um, the Eagle has landed. No, yeah. was it Eagle? It was Eagle. They they were on constantly for hours and hours while they were while they were trying to land. Well, they, it was in a, a approximately approximate time because 
we couldn't, uh, we were on vacation, and we were at the beach, you know, and we were doing different things together down there, and uh, the only thing we saw was the landing, and uh, Neil Armstrong stepping on the moon. Okay, did you have any broadcasting in between the landing and the stepping on the moon? They probably did, but we didn't watch it. They gave us a time, you know, yeah, I, I approximately bet. time that, that they're going to step on the moon, and that's when we made sure we were watching it. Okay, I think they announced to the public that they were going to take three hours or so um, before they were going to step out. I don't know. Uh -huh. And I and I can remember the astronauts we, we got a little anxious, so they stepped out a little sooner than what they were expecting them to do it. Well, you know, I, I think I just asked a stupid question. <laughs> How did, how, where was the camera when they were broadcasting back to Earth? Was well, it inside you know, the capsule or outside? They show, they show him climbing down the ladder, but your, what your, your, your uh, question is, um, who was, who was manning the camera? Right. Well, remember, well uh, where, where was the camera? How did how did they who was that I mean when we see a nature show you wonder who's who's photographing the tiger attacking somebody <laughs> when uh, where was the camera how did we see this I don't know that well those uh, days we we didn't ask those times <laughs> well remember we had you had a lunar thing going around you had Mike I forget his last name. Remember, there were three astronauts. Right. And you had Neil, Neil Armstrong, Bud Aldrin, landing on the moon. You had the third astronaut still flying. So I imagine there was a camera on his thing. I imagine there were probably a couple of cameras mounted on the uh, on the capsule. That would be my guess. I don't know. Well, That's they, a great question. they couldn't have had... I mean, Neil Armstrong was the first one to set foot, so they hadn't sent somebody out ahead of time no. with a camera. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What a wonderful question, Patricia. Uh. And you know what? One of my friends who now lives in North Carolina worked for NASA, and his, he was the one whose wife said, how come you never asked me what my husband does for a living? And I said, all right, what does your husband do for a living? She said, I can't wait to tell people this. He's a rocket scientist. <laughs> <laughs> and, so he and he worked for NASA. I I just never thought to ask a question like that. <laughs> All right, whoever is a rocket scientist out there tonight has to call us and tell us how the pictures were captured in order to transmit back to Earth. Well, you, you think they might set the cameras ahead of time so the little Mar the little yeah, Martians right. who were walking around yeah. with them or something? I don't know. Exactly. Something landed on the moon before. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, might I think set this it is up ahead of time. But they couldn't because Neil Armstrong was the first footprint on the moon, so nobody yeah. could have been outside the capsule to set up a camera. Maybe CBS landed there in time, just in time to set up their cameras for shot. I don't know. I mean, and it, it was. It, it's not. 
um, a from the capsule out shot, you, we can actually, I believe, am, am I remembering the clips correctly? When we watch him come down, we're at an angle where we can actually see him climbing down. It's not from the inside watching him go outside the capsule. We're actually watching his foot hit the surface. Well, I'm a, I would have guessed he was wearing some of that equipment on him. But he couldn't take his own picture. Because yeah, it was from a distance. Yeah. Okay. okay. But... I know, but, 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 and, but, and we, and we watched them, so we had to be able to rotate. We watched them hopping a, a, across the moon's surface. How did we do that? Ha-ha, hmm. the question for tonight is, that's your trivia question for tonight, Walden. How did they do it? Uh, I, I like the idea that the CBS or NBC got there ahead of the Mars uh, before the moon landing. Yeah, I know. I know the answer. You do? I do know the answer. Wherever the Declaration of Independence is wound up on the, on the moon with a camera. Um, I still haven't found the Declaration of Independence. This is just incredible. So, All right, John, the theme question for tonight is, do you remember the mailman coming to the door to deliver your mail to the house? Absolutely. Tell me about it. Well, uh, mine, I, mine still dies today. I think his name was Mr. Wagner. Uh -huh. and, and he would go, he did, all he had to do was look at the name and the address could be wrong. And he just looked at the name and put it in your box. Uh, so he was, okay, and, and I, it just frosts me that the male people don't do that today. Now, he walked from house to house, is that correct, with a, with a male yeah, sack? He walked, he walked from house to house. Do you know how long his route was? No, I don't. Uh, but a lot of people in our area knew him, knew him very well. Uh-huh. And, uh, in the summertime, when it got extremely hot, I would uh, sleep out on the front porch. And he would come by and open up. He had to open up the screen door just a little bit. The box was inside the screen door and put the mail in the box. And uh, he kind of woke me up every day. <laughs> so he was an early morning one. Yeah, we got the mail early in, early in the morning. Uh-huh. So do you ever had it twice a day, ever? No, no. I think business is not it twice morning, a day. early in the morning. Okay. Same with the milkman. The milkman, the milkman came early in the morning, too. That I knew. I don't know why I knew that, but they, they went out very early in the morning. I wonder if I'll have to ask somebody sometime, um, really early morning delivery, I wonder if it was more for the milk than for the customer, because if they delivered it in the heat of the afternoon in the summertime, it would have gone sour. Spoiled, yeah. I've never known it to ever have spoiled milk. <laughs> no. But uh, and, and we used to change the note on the bottle in the milk. My mother would put a, a note on the milk bottle. Uh-huh. And... Uh, she would put that at what she needed, and we would put one one quart of chocolate. <laughs> so, what was the name? Got, what was the name of your milkman? 
Oh, I don't know that. How about your Eggman? Did he have an Eggman? Yeah, Mr. Herman was the Eggman. How about a Bakery Man? We had an Eggman. We had a, a Milkman. We had a Breadman. We had a Huckster. What was that? Okay. Mr. Baker was the huckster. Oh, what's a huckster? What's, what's a huckster? Uh, a huckster is an, is an Arab, except the Arab used a uh, horse and wagon. Yeah. But a huckster had he had a truck. I mean, this was an old truck. Yeah. And he would holler out the names of all the vegetables that he was carrying. Oh, a vegetable truck! Oh, wow. Yeah, he, he would holler out all the vegetables that he was selling. Uh-huh. Okay? And he'd start at the front of the top of the street, go to, you know, down a few blocks and down a few blocks, and then he got near your house, you went out. Uh-huh. And uh, he would sit, when, when I remember in the middle of the truck, he would sit on a peach basket, and he was, like, picking beans and things like that. And his, I guess it was his son and daughter were out there, and they had a scale that he, he put the vegetables in. He had, he brought your own, uh, uh, he didn't have paper bags. He, you brought your own, um, bags out or whatever he had. Uh-huh. Basket or whatever it was you wanted. And on the side of the truck, he had a, a big bushel basket hanging down and he had a, a sign on there that said, Crabs, uh, 50 cents. Crabs? So I said, he had live crabs in there, and he had the sign there, I said, 50 cents, and we said, hey, he's getting 50 cents for you, we get a, we're going to go crabbing. <laughs> so we would go crabbing. Uh-huh. And in those days, you didn't need any bait because the water wasn't polluted. You could see the crabs in the water, and you could dip them right out. Oh, my gosh. So you could dip them right out of the, out of the river. That's amazing. So this had to have been, of course, a summertime trucking, uh, you know, a vegetable truck, because you wouldn't get vegetables in the wintertime and you wouldn't sell them in the middle of the snow. What kind of no, vegetables he did he, he, he have? Like it started in the spring. and Oh, we also had an ice man. <laughs> uh-huh. And you run behind the ice, you run behind the ice truck, and he'd be taking his ice pick chopping up an ice, and you'd look for a splinter. We called them splinters. It would come off the ice, and you'd pick them off, off the floor of the truck, and you suck on them. Uh-huh. Splinter ice. Now, I need your opinion on this. You said one night people would ask for five or Maybe it was Ralph who said they would put a sign in the window and say five pounds, ten pounds. They'd let him know how much yeah. ice they wanted. Yeah. How did he know how much he was chopping off? Well, they used, most most of the people got the same size block. I guess it was a foot square. Okay. And we put that in. We had our ice box on the back porch. Ah, okay. He would go around the back and uh, put it in the box for you. Wow. Do you remember how much your mom paid for... A five-pound block of ice, or a, a foot block, square foot of ice. I guess it's probably ten cents. And this guy hauled it upstairs if he had to, and put yeah. it in your ice box yeah. for ten cents a block. 
Wow. Where did the ice come from? I have no idea. I do. I don't know. I do. You do? I do. That's what they did in the wintertime. They took blocks of ice from frozen ponds and lakes and, oh, yeah, and, and lakes, and they hauled it to an ice house yeah, that ice the house. ice kept cold during the winter. They didn't heat it, of course, and that's yeah. where the ice stayed. By the time summer came around, they had enough ice that the ice house was cold, and they hauled out winter ice. Yeah. I can remember the ice house. But I don't know how they stored it or anything like that. Oh, that's what they did. They went out on... But we didn't have pond ice. You did not. All, all so, the, all the uh, everything around us was salt water. River ice. Um, did it, when, when you tasted the ice chips, the splinters, yeah. did they taste, did they taste salty? No, no. They did not? No. Hmm. That's interesting. So maybe you were eating street ice. <laughs> I'm sorry. Some of, them, some of us would holler and give us a splinter, you know. Yeah, yeah. So he followed the truck. Of course you would because he, he broke it apart with an ice pick, I guess. Okay, what about the milkman, right? We had a milkman, right? Uh-huh. We had a milkman. We had a bread man. We had an ice man. We had a huckster. Uh, Did he have a grocery boy? Oh, we had an ice cream truck to come around, and uh, good humor. We put the bells, you know. Yep. We had one of them, and before, you know, they couldn't get gasoline. We had a guy come around. It was mounted on a bicycle. But then... Uh, Selling his ice cream on a bicycle? He had a box in front of it where he put dry ice in it. A three-wheel bicycle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've seen pictures of that. Wow. How cool. It was wow. an insulated box in the front. Yeah, right. And it, would, and it would have ice and ice cream in it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so if I'm hearing you correctly, the, um, the only thing a person might have to go to a store for would be canned goods and meat. Right. That's I'll be darned. And Boy, those were the good old days, weren't they? We had we had plenty of uh, canned home canned goods. So you didn't have to go to the store for that, and people had chickens and stuff in their yards. So yeah, we and, had one neighbor had chicken coop. Yeah. And occasionally you heard that you know drugstores would have delivery boys and grocery stores. So if you ever need anything. Yeah, we had a Julius Abruzio <laughs> come around with the groceries. That's uh -huh. true. For anyone who hasn't heard of Phil Harris and Alice Faye's show, Phil Harris and Alice Faye, Walter Tetley played the role of Julius Abruzio, the grocery store delivery boy. Yeah, and that was true. And uh, we also had what we used to call him the umbrella man. He would come around in the back alley and he would ring a bell. I mean, a good-sized bell. Uh-huh. And, and he would, the women would take out their knives uh, to get sharpened. He had a little wheel that he actually carried on his back. Okay. And he would sharpen your scissors. And we used to call him the umbrella man because he used to fix the umbrellas. If he had an umbrella that was broken, he would fix it. 
my gosh, Walden, those were the good old days. Well, we also had what the four Bushmen, right? The what? Four Bush people? The four Bushmen? Yeah, Mr. Reynolds was the four Bushman. And what would he carry? Would he just be brushes or would he be selling? He had like an attache case. Uh huh. And he would carry his brush samples in there. Is that the. of any kind. No, no. Okay. Brushes. Isn't that a, a wild way to make a living? What kind of brushes did he sell? Well, scrub brushes. He had all kind of brushes. Nobody uses a scrub brush today. I don't remember today. my mother would buy them. I didn't pay much attention to the brush man. That wasn't yeah. exciting enough watching buy brushes. <laughs> what a heck of a way to enough. make a living. But they made a living off of it, yeah? I, yeah. I, would, I mean, a scrub brush lasts forever, so he couldn't have sold a scrub brush to people every week. Well, he sold toothbrushes and things like that. I can't remember all the different brushes he was Yeah. I mean, think about it. Brushes were made to last. They, they weren't disposable, like you used them for a month and then threw them out. They lasted forever. Yeah. Well, we're a throwaway society now, so... We are, but we weren't then, so how did the poor guy make a living? I don't know. That's amazing. And we also had Mr. Mathai. He was the shoemaker. He was the cobbler. Yeah. Mr. Mathai. Did he come to the house? No. You had to walk up there. We walked everywhere. We didn't have a car. Well, now, did did the doctor make home visit? Oh, yeah. I was born. my, My brother and sister, we were all born at home. Yeah, we were all born at home. See, Patricia, I told you one time yeah. about Aunt Sally, the nurse up the street, and she would uh, uh, act as the midwife. Uh-huh. And uh, everybody called her Aunt Sally. So she brought most of us into the world. <laughs> I'll be darned. Was the doctor called when it was time for a birth? Well, we didn't have a phone. You had to go, <laughs> you had to, go, go to the... Yet somehow I got to the doctor's office, you know, uh-huh. time. How far how far away was the doctor? I guess we could get there in about uh, fifteen minutes if you if you walk fast. And of course if you were sick you couldn't walk. Right. So so that that would mean if I'm hearing you correctly, that would mean somebody would have to go to the doctor and yeah. say, We need a doctor and the doctor would come to you. Right. Yeah. Did he? Did he have a car? I don't remember. Uh, he may have had a car, but uh, I can remember coming to the house. I remember there was an outbreak of uh, uh, scarlet fever. I don't uh-huh. know anything about, about scarlet fever, uh, but there was a, an outbreak of that, and I got very sick one day. And my mother thought I had. Right away, it was scarlet fever. And uh, she had some old medicine in the cabinet, <laughs> and she gave it to me, and I got sicker. So then she called, she, well, went to the 
doctors, took me to the doctors. Yeah. I don't remember. I remember he came to the house and he painted my throat. <laughs> yeah. And you're right. Um, Scarlet fever comes either. from a strep throat. You're right. Yeah, he painted my throat. But that's, these are the years before penicillin, you know. We never uh -huh. had any wonder drugs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Scarlet fever is an infection. It comes, it actually is an infection of the heart that begins with a strep throat. And that's how come so many people with scarlet fever wound up with heart problems and heart murmurs. Yeah, well, see, my mother right away thought I had scarlet fever. <laughs> that was really serious stuff. Did you wind up with an okay heart? Is your heart function all right? Well, I guess so. You're still with us. Well, I have heart condition now, but I didn't then. You didn't when you were growing up? No. Wow. I tell you what, John, you come up with the gosh darndest good stuff for us. <laughs> yeah. This is marvelous. I can remember a lot of things about the old days. <laughs> and we're so glad that you can talk to us about it. I just love it when you do that. <laughs> Very cool. Very extra more cool. Things. I got some more stories, you know, that we had. Uh-huh. I just can't recall them off the top of my head anymore. Well, we'll ask you the right questions as you call at different times. And um, what about Christmas cards? Did did you did you guys make your own Christmas cards, or did you were the Christmas card salesman? Like oh, you know, how, we we didn't. Uh, we never sent any Christmas cards to uh -huh. the neighbors or anybody. We didn't do it that way in in those days. Uh huh. Well. Nowadays, you send Christmas cards to every Tom, Dick, and Harry. Yeah. We didn't do it in those days. You, you sent them to people that uh, you haven't seen for a while. That was sure uh -huh. my mom rule of thumb. If, if somebody was out of the area, you sent them a Christmas card. Yeah, right. You know. Somebody you couldn't say Merry Christmas you know, in person. Uh-huh. Uh, That's interesting. You know, people get a Christmas card and they say, Who is Mary? Harrison, and somebody else will say, gosh, I don't know. Well, we got a card from her. Well, we better send one back. You have no idea who you're sending it to. I mean, it's really wild. Yeah, we, we didn't do that. Too funny. Well, I have trivia questions tonight. Are you ready for a trivia question? Okay. All right. Well, you and Walton talk for one second while I find you a trivia question that I love. That's, um, that's scary. She loves her trivia question. I do. I love my trivia question. Okay, here we go. Which show had two characters named Grandpappy Spears and oh, Cedric Weehunt? There you go. <laughs> John, I can never stop you. You are just too much fun. <laughs> okay, what are we up to? Let me see our... CD list I always drag with me. Um, you're you're going to give me some swing music. That's right. I was working on swing music for you last week. Oh, yeah. All right. Let me. How about uh, uh, Jason Sanborn Hour? Oh, right. With, with Charlie McCarthy? Sure. Yeah. With Donna Meach. Remember Donna Meach? She was the, uh, the host. The host. 
Yep. Who else is on that show? I have Dorothy Lamar of... and Eddie and uh, Nelson Eddie with the singer and Judy Canova. Judy Canova, yes. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Canova. You ever have any of those called the Jody's Tea Room? I've seen just one. Uh, and the one I've seen out there, and I think there might be more, is Howard Duff was a guest at Sam Spade on, on that show. Was he? Yeah, and that and there's got to be more out there, but I think at least one one that's floating out there, and okay. that's and that's Joan that was the Joan Davis show. Yeah, Joni's Tea Room. Yep, Joan Davis. <laughs> um, John, I have all of the, as far as I know, all of the Edgar Berg and Charlie McCarthy shows that are available, uh-huh. which means. They might all be Chase and Sanborn, but they might not. So I'm going to put together all of my Charlie McCarthy's, and you can find out whether or not they're Chase and Sanborn. That's all right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> ay, 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 ay. Oh, that, that's too funny. Um, if I can find them, you know, they're hard to find because some of these are getting yanked off sites that I kind of squirrel around. Um, if I can find something that is strictly Chase and Sanborn, I will grab it for you. I was listening to one the other day on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chase and Sanborn Hour with yeah. Donna Meach. I couldn't remember who else was on the show, though. Might have been Dorothy Lamore. Dorothy Lamore was the singer on it for a while. Yeah. And W.C. Fields was a regular. Yeah. You know, speaking of Dorothy Lamore, you know, she was married to a Howard. Yes, and I'm trying to think of his he, first name. His, yeah. his ancestor signed the Declaration of Independence. Wow. Well, you know, Dorothy Lamore is one of the uh, beloved people of Hollywood because she had no ego. Um, she was a downer girl. When she got her radio show in the late 40, Glenn Hall Taylor, the director, came came to her to talk about how what they're going to do to the show. He said, Guys, I can't sing, I can't act, but whatever you need me to do, I'll be happy to do. <laughs> and she could do both. Uh-huh. <clears throat> That's fun. Uh-huh. That's fun. Well, John, we're going to scoot so we can um, get other people in here as well. I just love talking with you. Thank you so much for such great information and rememories. <laughs> okay. Totally. We'll talk to you next week. I'll sit around so- all week and try to remember things. You bet. Okay, please do that. <laughs> and I'm so glad you got in. I know you've got a time limit. Um, you, you can't get in late. You can't call us late at night. So yeah. I'm really happy you got through. Thank you. Okay, doke All right, John. Good night. Good night. Good night. How about that? Isn't that fun? Oh, my gosh. Oh, he's one of what? Oh, everybody's so good to us. And I know. So you have to call yourself real quick. I'm going to try just to make sure. And I'm ringing. That's good. Come on. But that means your phone isn't ringing. Okay. We'll try it. We're going to fix the ringer as I drop the phone. He's got to fix his ding-a-linger. All right. Let's make sure. If not, I have to have somebody come in here and look. Why? We'll try it one more time. Yeah, you had your light. You you did one day. You had um, the okay, the phone sound, you know, the ringer turned off. Yeah. Okay. Well, somebody's on. Can I called? Hello there. You're on the air. 
Hey, guys. Hey, Paul. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. You guys? We're fine. Except Weldon has a ringy-dingy problem. Yeah, I'm trying to fix my ringer. My phone Whoa. ringer is silent, so I'm I'm ringing silently. Okay. You know. It's not going, going ring-dingy-lingy. No, I run think it's going... Weldon has run silent, run deep tonight. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, I'll, I'll okay. fix it. I'll fix it, you know. Yes, you will. Well, I got all night. I got all... So what well, were you... I don't know if you got all night. Well... I'm not going to be sweeping. You need to holler help before everybody goes to bed, or did they? Well, I don't know. Uh, I can, I can, my my parents are willing to get out of bed for me at 3 in the morning. Oh, man, you know, you have got the most marvelous people in the world. So, Paul, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I, I am. I've actually been awake during the day today. Hey. I, I fell asleep in the middle of the night, about six hours in, and I've been awake. So I've made a transition, though, from the living room into the bedroom, got my laptop up, and uh, I've been listening to you guys. And, oh, they, I have a cousin who lives in Washington State, and he is a male mailman just like the old days. He carries a sack? He carries a sack. And, oh my gosh, what kind of a route does he have? I don't know. I just know that, it, that he does that. Uh, he's not, in, well, he used to be a rancher, and he made a improper decision after he lost a lease on one ranch and moved his cattle to the place that, uh, places for uh, running them on the range weren't, properties weren't available as he had hoped, and he had just gotten married, so he needed to, you know, do other things, and he he did other things in Northern California, and then I just learned maybe five months ago or so that he's up in Washington State, being a mailman, but he, he would rather be in his state of California. Well, Walden would agree with that. California is the place to be. I still remember the face of my mailman. <laughs> Funny uh, that, that you guys are talking about it. Uh -huh. I, uh, since you have it, I'm thinking of him. I can remember his face. And so we, what, we had little mailboxes right, right on your porch. Uh -huh. You saw him come and you came out, he would just hand it to you. Or so if you would, went up would, to him... And he's just about at your house or something. You could ask him for it, and he would pull it out. It is big so leather, he, big leather bag. He actually came to the house. Yes. Uh, and I understand. I remember, now that you mention it, I remember seeing mailboxes hanging outside the house, and they had little hooks on the bottom. So if you had a newspaper, they would roll it up and put it in the hook. I still have that. Yeah, that's, or that's, a magazine or something. That's, that's, yeah. how, that's how mine is today. No kidding, uh -huh. really? Yeah, we still so have... So how we, old is your mailbox, Walton? It's really old. Kathy's been delivering at least for the last 20 years. She's been sick. We had a, a substitute here the last several months. But, uh, but we, you know... You, does your does your mail person yeah. or your mailman carry a sack or drive a truck? She carries, uh, you know, a little vehicle. They, they carry a sack. 
what they from do house to house. Yeah, what they so, do what they do here, they drive a truck and then they park and then they pull out the sack and they go two, three block coverage, then go back to the truck and move to the next area. That's how they do it here. And now that now that I'm thinking about it and you're saying that they still do it at your house. Yeah. When my mom was still alive, uh, I remember that uh, I don't know why she did this, but she she had a slot put in on the garage door and had it delivered there uh, into, and it fell down into a box. I don't understand why she did that. I don't know. I, open I, the door. I, I, remem- uh, I, I remember as a kid I had a friend who had one of the old-fashioned uh, mailbox, and it, I didn't understand. Remember it was the one with the flag on it? Yes. And I was around, I was visiting them, staying with, and I put the flag up, and the mother explained to me what that was for. You know, I think that's when your new mail was been delivered. I think that's why you put the flag up. Either that or to let them know that you have something you want them to pick up. Exactly. Ah. If you put something in the mailbox to be mailed, you put the flag up. So even if you didn't have mail delivery that day, the mail person would know to stop and look in your mailbox. So it was you for either, both ways. The, the uh-huh. mail person would let you know that your mail been delivered, or you can let him know that you have stuff for him. No, the mail person wouldn't lift the flag. Ah, so you had yeah. so you had to go check it out yourself. Exactly, exactly. Jeez. But you put the flag up if you had something to mail. Okay. And the mailman would pick up and then put the flag down to let you know that he had picked up the mail. Okay, I never had anything like that. You know, what we do... You what, poor deprived person. Uh, well, we, we do have stuff mailed out. We put it with a clothes hanger and just stick it outside of the mailbox so they get take it from take it that way. With a clothes hanger or a uh-huh. clothespin? pin? Clothes pin. You're kidding me. Huh? No. Yeah, but... I, I love that, this. Uh, yeah. Well, you talk about small town. You weren't kidding, were you? No. Well, that's the beauty about Coast. I think it still has a small town feel about it, even though we have a hundred thousand people living here. Yeah, that's what that's what my hometown was like. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, where I live, um, they put out this uh, group of boxes that are together, um, and then that stand up in a pole. There's maybe. Mm, Maybe there's 20 at the most. I think there's probably less uh, uh, mailboxes, and so people. I'm fortunate. It's a, it's it's right at the edge of my house, uh, out there on the sidewalk. Actually, uses up a are, bit of my they're, lawn. They're kind of so curved, almost like tube. They're almost like tubes with flat bottoms, and you pull down the flap in the front. Well, they're actually keyed. You have a key for it, oh, and you open up boxes. the door. Okay. And there's a little slot, though, that you could put mail that you want picked up. You could shove it in that slot if you don't want to, you know, open it up to put it in. Uh-huh. So, so uh, every but, every household had their own key, then, right? Yes. Okay. So people so are after work. People are constantly driving up and stopping in front of my house. Where the mail. If the mail? If the mailman brings a box. Where does the box go? Right at the front door. I get uh, ring the doorbell, and you know, actually, even when my wife's not home, if I'm awake, I'll hear the doorbell ring, and I'll run out there to to uh, go 
answer it, and I see nobody's there, and so I open the door, and there would be a box. I demand the service like you guys are getting. I demand it. I can't even mail stuff to you guys. <laughs> She's been the same mail lady uh, doing this for 23 years. Yeah. In my area, I mean, uh, uh, she, ha uh, uh, she has uh, a nice mail mail van mm -hmm. that she drives. You know, and then of course UPS is a, a separate thing. They also, you know, put it on your porch. Sometimes they'll like put it just to the side. You, you know your nail, you, you know you know your mail woman first name. No, I don't. Cause we do. We her name is Kathy, so we we know our people. I don't know her name, but I, I talk to her fairly often. Right. Uh, her son was in the war, right. and so I would be asking about him. Yeah. And when he got home and everything, and very happy. And, oh, I bet. Mine is yeah. Cindy. Hey, good job, Patricia. What did she say? My my mail lady is Cindy. She knows. She, oh, good. Cindy. How long, how long has she been your mail lady? Um, probably two years, so she's ready for a, a change. Every time we get somebody who is, well, actually, we've always had somebody who's who's friendly and does a wonderful job, they wind up getting transferred, and I don't understand this. They rotate their mail people. Hmm. And that means I get everybody else's mail for at least two weeks, <laughs> and I suppose they get mine as well, which is kind of scary. I mean, I know I yeah. turn it in. I will bring other people's mail to the office and say it went to the wrong place. <clears throat> Excuse me, but I'm worried always that maybe other people are getting my mail. Well, what happens here when we have mixed up, we go and drop it off at the neighbor's house. So, or somebody will come three or four blocks. So we do that. If there's ever been a mix up, we just go walk it down to the neighbor's. Yeah, I can't do that in no. an apartment complex of 300 apartments, and I yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, remember you just what we don't do. Know, I, you know? I seem to, myself, I seem to have written on it, you know, wrong address and mm -hmm. stuck it back in the box, you know, with it plain to see on there. A sticky note would work, too, but I think I've written right on there, wrong address, and, and just put it back in my mailbox. So mm -hmm. when she goes to deliver, she can see it and then take it with her. Right. And it actually happens quite a bit. Uh, I don't remember it being a big problem that, when I was growing up, but of course I wasn't officially, you know, male person. I right. would bring it in sometimes, but not as an adult, you know, looking to, you know, take care of your mail. But we get wrong stuff actually fairly often. Well, concerning okay. how many, I think really everybody, concerning how many pieces of mail been moved every day in the country, I think it's remarkable. It is remarkable. I agree 100%. You know, it's a, it really is amazing. And cheap. So, yeah. Where I, I mean, if I were giving somebody an envelope to deliver to California when they were out there on a trip, right? I would pay a heck of a lot more than two dollars. Absolutely. You guys were talking about ice. Yes. Temperatures, you were talking about it coming from in the frozen lakes and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh huh. Uh, I agree, and I'm going to tell you about this one, a very old estate. Um, it's in San Leandro or San Lorenzo. It's called the Meek Estate. This M-E-E-K. You could have weddings there. In fact, my first grade teacher, uh, 
and she invited all of us, her whole class. Uh, she got married and had her reception there. Well, I went on a tour there once, I think when I was in Cub Scouts. Mm -hmm. And um, they opened up the door. I don't think we went down into it, but it was to the basement, uh, I mean, a cellar-type room where they stored their block ice, and it came from Northern California, and they had it stacked with moss in between each cube to kind of act like a uh, insulation on them to, to keep it there in one place to, you know, make it stackable. And they would also store their meat down there with it, since it would be like an How ice cold was it? You remember going down there? No, I don't think I went into it, but I looked into you, it. Mm -hmm. Do you have any idea how cold it was in there? It wasn't being used at the time. This was, you know, before my time. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking probably like a, you know, like a good refrigerator at least. I'm trying to remember reading in like Little House in the Prairie. I think, didn't they use either salt dust or salt to try to keep the ice cool in Ice houses. I think they they did something. Not salt. Salt would melt it. Salt, so That's it must have been. So it must have been salt dust. If I seem to remember. So you would. They would use salt in ice cream, not in the ice cream, but the ice cream maker. Right. The ice cream would maker have would have ice salt around yeah. and salt added to the ice to right. melt it and keep everything very very cold. It's like it released uh, the cold faster. Uh, something like that that this salt does that. I think it was salt. Yeah. I think it was salt rock. I see. Yeah, rock, rock salt. Rock salt. Uh, rock salt yeah, that's that's correct because still. that would melt more slowly. Yeah. Um, and salt. They would salt their meat for preservative. Is yeah. that perhaps what you're yeah. thinking well, of? Well, I I seem to remember something you put on ice to try keep to keep the ice cool if possible. And maybe I would try and remember what it was. I've never heard of that. Okay. I can't imagine it other than something that would coat it, sort of, sort of like, you know, using the moss would do. I yeah. mean, I, if you put sawdust all over it, that would act as an insulator. Something like that. But it would that. be messy for going into an icebox. That's so. true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, and, and you couldn't chip it and eat it. No, that's true. Hey, you guys, I saw, um, oh, what was it? Um... Maybe it was Oh Brother Where Art Thou movie. Mm -hmm. That was a comedy movie. But uh, it, whatever it was, uh, they showed a little black boy, a little character, carrying a big block of ice, and he had it, he was holding it just like by twine. You know, sort of like a, a present would be wrapped. Mm -hmm. And he's, and he's uh, either got a hold of that, that junction, the cross our cross over a point where a bow would go or he had a little bit more string but he's just on a hot summer day he's walking in the country to bring that block ice home you know that's one thing I think I it's been such a long time since I made homemade ice cream I wonder how long the process took well you do it and let us know <laughs> Do it now, Walden. You say it, but you won't do it. Actually, do it now, Walden. Actually, my my uncle, who I was named after, my great uncle Walden, uh, that that his family owned the drugstore for a hundred. That was his job as a kid to make homemade ice cream every day for the drugstore. 
And that's what every they used. day? Yes, that's what they sold every day at the drugstore, homemade. Hand cranks or hand lifts? Yeah. Hand cranks? Hand cranks, yep. Well, he got strong. Oh, I would say so. Alternate arms. And, oh, can you uh, imagine? I'm a good boxer. <laughs> I am not able. I have no strength to speak of in my left arm. I'm right-handed. Right. Um, so it would be exclusively a right-hand crank. His one arm must have looked like Popeye. Well, if I seem to remember yeah. when I did as a kid, you took turns and you held you held the um, the container with one of the hands. Because, you know, if you just crank it, it would move on you. Right. And you would, oh, yeah. You know? And, and you would take turns. Fibber and Molly tried to make ice cream one night. That's right. Fibber forgot to put the salt in. <laughs> so the ice was not melting. You know, the, and it's it's like a collar that goes, uh, am I correct, Walden? I'm pl- it was like a container, like like a, a tube and with a, with a top. Right, and, and it was a container within a and, container. Right, and I think... And the, the space in between is where you put the ice. Put the ice... And then I suppose you're running like a donut. Right, and then I think inside was like the fruit. Like, is she going to make peach ice cream or whatever? Uh-huh. And I think it must have been with cream. I don't remember that part. Mm-hmm. It had to be yeah, with cream. Yeah, but you would add that later, I think, when, when your ice cream is just about done or is done. Yeah, or is that would done, be the last thing you, that you You wouldn't added. put the fruit in there the whole time. So, so mm-hmm. you think the fruit would be in there, you would crank it until mm-hmm. whatever, uh, then add yeah. the cream? Otherwise, you'd have um, fruit soup. soup. I guess so. Yeah. So I guess that would be the last thing. Huh. It would actually be mixed in as opposed to being ground in. You know who made ice cream as a kid? Uh-huh. Uh, a lot was Nolan because he was in peach country in Georgia. They made peach ice cream all the time. I recall him saying that a couple of years ago. I would think of all the homemade flavor ice cream, I would think peach would be pretty close to the top of the list. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, I think... And it's funny we're sitting here talking about peaches. Yeah. Because there's a singing group that are here that are going to sing. Um, there's a California Baptist um, College or University uh-huh. where our pastor's son went. Well, right. there, there's a group of 10 or 15 people that uh, are here right now. They're spending the night. Tomorrow they're going to sing at church. Well, my wife made them dinner, and, and when she's started delivering and I saw oh my gosh um, uh, she had we've got these really great large sweet peaches right now a lot of juice too wow. and they, she has them in half and she's got cinnamon all over them and I mean my first glance I saw I thought it was a baked apple I saw out there <laughs> waiting to be cooked and uh, and then she's got something um, some kind of topping that she put on top of it that uh, she actually puts it in there with the oven like that. And I saw she's got two halves waiting for me to have later tonight. Oh, you're a lucky guy. Yeah. We'll be right out. Well, she's like, hey, you never cooked that before, you know? It was like a peach cobbler, right? Well, no, because it was just whole. Okay. It's the, the, it's the half of the peach, you wow. know, sitting up with, with some kind of topping there. Now, peach cobbler has kind of a, a cakey uh-huh. bottom. I love peach cobblers. Ooh, good stuff. Well, make it now, Walden. You say it, but you won't do it. Just last make night, she made blackberry one for my uh, son's birthday. Wow. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apricot a lot because we got we have a lot of apricots here in Patterson. Wow. Fact, it was called, still called actually, but I bet you this place is a beard. It was called the apricot capital of the world. But, Not bad. You know, a lot of the a lot of the orchards have been sold, including my house. I when I first moved here, I was finding peach pits and branches in my backyard quite a bit. And there's less and less of them that yeah. are standing. Yeah. Um, the old expression is when agriculture becomes, when when condominiums become more expensive than agriculture, the agriculture suffers. I mean, the farmers, it's such a hard living to make yeah. um, to have somebody come in and offer you 88 times the amount of money you spent on the land to begin with. It's hard to say no. Well, she think my family farms, where in my family, there were 40 acres that, um, that a family could make a living on. Now, my understanding in the Midwest, you need 800 acres to make a go. And so, you know, a lot of the small family farms have disappeared. They've gone... It's all gone commercial. Yes, uh, my my wife's family mm-hmm. uh, from in Oklahoma. She's got a, a well, that'd be her second cousin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's farming multiple pieces of property to be able to try to make a living. Yeah, uh, I don't know how su- how successful he's been at it. If he's really doing great or not, it's a hard but life. He's actually one of the pieces he's uh, farming is my mother-in-law's um, property that she inherited. Right. So, you ready for a trivia question, Paul? Sure. All right. What do you got handy, Patricia? I have who, this is a character now, not an actor or a person. Who was Nora Charles? I heard Charles. I didn't get the first name. Nora. Nora. N O R A. Nora Charles. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, I don't know that. Oh, that was that was radio and movies. I thought I'd get you on that. Um, radio and okay. movies. Uh huh. Both movies and radio. Yeah. A lot and of movies. To count that. A lot of movies. No, okay. Okay, you didn't tell me that, though. You no. you said who's the actor, so I'm thinking radio. All, although it wouldn't make a difference because I still don't know. Okay. So. No, not the not the actor, but I want to know who the character was in the show. Who the character was in the show? Right. 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 Who was you who know. was Nora Charles in this particular show? So now you'll save that one for somebody else, right? Yeah, that's right. She saved that uh-huh. for somebody else. Okay. Oh, all right. So we're we're moving on. Right. We're moving on. Who? Let's see. Who was George Fenneman? Fenneman, I know that name. Yes, you do. George Fenneman. Oh shoot! <laughs> Something I hear pretty regular. George Fenneman. Oh, he's gonna be one of the uh, comedy. Um, yeah, it's a comedy. Shows. Yep, comedy. Uh huh. Sort of. Yep. yep it was, comedy. It was a combination show. Yeah. And now here he is. He's a. He's a. The uh, one and only. For, for who? For Jack Benny? 
And the duck. The duck will come down. Say again? And the duck. The duck will come down and give you a hundred dollars. Oh, 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 and this, um, Groucho Marx, um... Yeah, you got it. Uh, yes. The Studebaker people. <laughs> um. <laughs> You're right. He was Groucho Marx announcer. announcer. Yeah, okay. Okay. DeSoto. Yeah, with DeSoto. That would name the... DeSoto. The name of the car he had yeah. with DeSoto. Oh, DeSoto. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what did I say? Studebaker. Okay. Yeah, Almost was the it, same was it thing. Chrysler and DeSoto? Uh-huh. It was Chrysler. Yeah, he used to sing a song of some kind. Yeah, it was Chrysler and your Plymouth dealer. Remember Plymouth? That was a, that was another old. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Chrysler and Plymouth dealer. So you can go down and get yourself at the Soto. That's Groucho Marx yeah. used to say. I guess the Soto and uh, Studebaker are just kind of off-brand ones. Yeah, I guess so. Well, you know, they they sort of disappeared. Okay, what are you in the market for? You want to continue on Gunsmoke? Surely. Oh. All right, you got it. Fill them up. Okay, we'll just keep going. Okay. Okay, Paul. Well, thank you so much for calling. That was that was fun to to hear about stuff, especially the the male person. That was cool. Especially the what? Male person. The male person. Oh, right, right, okay. Yeah, that was cool. So, Well, thank you so much for calling. Thank you for the topic, too, right. and for the, what you do. Thank you. We'll for talk to you soon. Hope to talk to you again later. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye, guys. Take care. You bet. Have fun eating your pizzas. Yeah. Did you, um, did you get your ringy-dingy fix? I'm going to try. Okay. I'm going to try. Um, Walden has a sick ringy dingy, so hold off on calls for just one minute while he calls himself to see. Okay, let's just see if it works. Somebody else will probably beat me to the call. If not, I can, I can do this all night and get grabbed. Yeah. Ring? If, if, it, if it starts ringing, is it ringing? Not yet. There we go. Let's make sure. There you go. Hello there. Am I Walden Yes, I am. I'll hang up on myself. All right. We oh, got hooray. Okay. Hooray for Captain Spaulding. It's a miracle. Yes. And we can hear. Yes. Oh. That is, that is so cool. Okay, i got to say, hurry up. Thank you, Delena. Delena Walden sent me the book that you provided for him to send to me, and I thank you so much. And for the card, that was really nice. I appreciate the card. She sent, she sent some notes about the book, and um, thank you a bunch, she said. Yep, and and, and, uh, and you can send all Patricia's birthday cards to me. <laughs> no, no, send, no, no, send, no guarantee you'll get to Patricia, but yeah. I, can, I can eat them. And I have to say, yes. um, because we, we still get questions, I'm not 79 years old. See, somebody, That's a shtick yeah, that Ron yeah. in Hawaii started about two years ago. Yeah. And it has just kind of stuck. She's, so, se- um, she, she's 78 and a half. I'm 78 and a half. I'll be 79 <laughs> next year. <laughs> Hello right. there, you're on the air. You know, it's bad enough that I have to compete with everybody else, but when i got to compete against you, too, it's really tough. 
You can't win, can you, Bob? Oh, that's funny. Hi, Bob. This is Bob in Wisconsin. Pretty good? It's really good. It's really good. You guys are kind of down a little bit. Well, I can fix that. Um, Okay. For Bob. The, the man, well, and uh, are you saying down on the broadcast? Well, he, uh, he, uh, he, volume down. volume down for Bob. I have to turn me up for him. Okay, you, you should be hearing better now. You're, you're about a three by five. Um, three, well, there was the song Mr. Five by Five. Is that better? Oh, that's a little better. You need me to turn me, I can turn, I really turned Patricia up, I can turn me up. No, no, don't turn me up. Oh, no, 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 you can For turn Bob. me down. For Bob, I can turn you, okay, I'll turn you down. Oh, don't turn Patricia down. Well, no. no I, but for my hearing. I turn, um, I, Walden, Walden sounds like he's blowing my brains out. Fa- family, family, family. There I you have, go, there you go. I have 32 knobs here. I can control what Bob hears, I can control what Patricia hears. And I can control if I hear it. So I can do it all. So what are the other 29? You really want to know? No. I want <laughs> you to put sticky tape on the three that you need. <laughs> so you don't have to go kind of cruising back and forth. Well, see, so, I've, learned, I've learned how to play with my buttons a lot better now. Talking to our friend Beverly Washburn Thursday night, she said that in Nevada just had a cold front. It cooled down. She was 108 for her, because the week before it was 118. <gasps> Where in Nevada is she? Las Vegas. But I think the last time I looked, it was might have been 77. Oh my word! Oh Bob, you know, you're you're just not a hot weather kind of person and even that would be way over the top for me. Seventy seven? I don't mind. Seventy seven's not too bad. No, but I mean a hundred oh my gosh. High nineties. I mean even I start to melt in high nineties and I don't mind hot weather at all. It, uh, I thought you were the hot weather kid in this family, Patricia. I didn't think it bothered you once you got up to over a hundred. When it when it gets over a hundred, um I kind of hunker down under a fan okay, and stay there. So, okay, so you don't, you're not running around in your flip flops. <laughs> not running around in 100 degree weather. Okay, this is true. Okay. This is true. You know, hey, what? I know how old Patricia is. You do. <laughs> oh, this could be interesting. This could be interesting. Thirty-nine. She's 39. 39? How did, how did you get to 39? Well, that's as good an age as any, isn't it? 
I I like that. That's that's good. That's good reasoning for me. The way I look at it, she's barely twenty-one. Over a period of time. Yes. And you keep that a secret. You don't. You haven't never told anybody what that is. No. But I bet I could guess within two years. But I won't do it because. We'll have everybody else keep guessing. That's right. That's right. I bet I, I, I could hit it within two years. You know, I, I, you know what I think it is? Patricia likes playing the mystery woman part. That's okay. You know, and I think that's fine. I certainly. Yeah. You know? My first car was a Model T. <laughs> Ice. Ice, yes. Ice. Ice. Yeah. We had... <clears throat> the, the, the guy that had... The ice that sold the ice, he had a place where he made the ice. It, was, it had to be like a big freezer, refrigerator. Uh huh. And he manufactured his own ice because you couldn't take pond ice and and put it in the refrigerator because you know kids ate it and stuff like that. And that wouldn't have been good. And I would suspect. I don't know this for a fact, but I would suspect that when he made the big, they come in bigger blocks, and he he had an ice pick, and he'd chip off whatever weight you wanted, like if you wanted a five pound or ten pound. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, 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 but it, but it's kind of scored a little bit. I'm guessing that he'd chop off and be pretty close to what what you needed. So it was scored, and oh, I'm just I'm just guessing that, but yeah, it would be like a kill. But you know, they did that for a living. They got pretty good about how big I, the pieces they'd cut off. And, yeah, I would guess so. The butcher could pick up ground meat and know pretty pretty close yeah. to when he was to a pound. Yeah. Well, yeah. also, if you're running your own ice thing, a butcher, if you wanted to give a customer a little extra, I guess you did. They wasn't still charging whatever you wanted to. Well, a little bit on the actually, yeah, but they yeah. were all honest back then. Do you know how much they charged in your area, Bob? I have no idea. Didn't you know I was going to ask? Uh-huh. Run that by me one time. Did you know she was going to ask you that question? Before? Oh, yeah, but... I know. Yeah, but I, I, would have, I would have no idea.